Welcome to Transcendental Meditation for Beginners. Take a moment to start to calm your breath. Wherever you are, close your eyes. Doesn't matter if you're driving a motor vehicle or operating heavy machinery. Allow your eyes to soften and feel your body start to lighten. Breathe deeply and relax. Are you all relaxed? I hope so. I am. Very relaxed. Very relaxed. Welcome to... What is the name of the show? I'm Common so Sense zen- Fitness. I'm so zoned out. <laughs> I don't even know what the name of the show is anymore. Welcome to Common Sense Fitness. My name's Dave. And I am Erin. And this is the show where we talk about health, fitness, and well-being. We take away the hype and we talk about how to take a common sense approach. Oh, let's talk about hype today. Yeah, we're super hyped today. Super hyped after all that relaxation. It wasn't all for nothing. Today we're talking about meditation and mindfulness and a little bit of self-care as well. Fun topic. Fun topic. It is a fun topic. Yeah. Um, I think it's especially been very prevalent in the last few years, mindfulness. Oh, absolutely. Everything's mindfulness. You've got to be mindful of this, mindful of that, mindful eating, mindful thinking, mindful speaking, mindful sleeping, mindful everything. Mm. Do you think that makes it harder to be mindful? Do you think people are viewing that as a more of a buzzword and less an important thing? Yes. Yeah. I think so. And we'll dive into, I think, actually what mindfulness probably should like. like probably what mindfulness should look like yeah. for many people a little bit later on. And I don't think it's actually that yeah. complicated and hard. And it looks very, very different for every, for other people. Uh, I, I wanted to start with a little bit about, this re- pertains more to meditation, uh, about from a science point of view, actually what it may be beneficial for. So this is from an article from mindful.org. Um, they say meditation is almost certainly, will almost certainly sharpen your attention. Consistent meditation does seem to increase some resilience, resiliency to stress. So I think that's, I think if you have a regular practice where you're able to almost self-soothe yeah. or find a place where you can start to let things go a little bit, yeah. it's definitely a good resilience tool. <laughs> Indeed. It's, it's gonna, not going to be perfect by any means. You, you no, and I think you have days where it's easier and yeah. or easier slash more effective and then days where it's less so. But I think if you exist in that space, from you know every once in a while it's a little bit easier for you to do that mm. uh another, another point they sort of made was meditation does appear to impre- increase compassion it also makes our compassion more effective what does that mean do you think good question mm. good question I look one thing i like to think about is sometimes when i feel i'm going to go really left of center here do it and i feel really a lot you know um uh, unsure of your place in the world is to actually either watch a documentary on space or look at the stars and realize how insignificant we are. Uh, not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> a sense of scale and compassion and just actually realizing how insignificant our problems are, even though m- how massive they appear within our own lives. So mm. having a little bit more compassion, I think, for other people based on like just getting a sense of scale and a mm. sense of 
how important things actually are. Yeah, and I think that's a very self-compassionate thing to do as well, is to be able yes. to kind of recalibrate that. And I think that's um, probably equally important. I like that self-compassion thing. Like if you've felt like you've stuffed up or something hasn't gone right or you've made a mistake, actually mm-hmm. putting that in perspective and as a self-compassion oh. act and going, is, my favorite thing is um, – I like to say either to myself or other people, will this matter in five years? Oh, I have a 20-year mark. You got t- oh. yeah, five years probably better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that most things in five years will be completely irrelevant. Yeah. And I think back to five years ago and you're like, none of that is a problem for me right I now. I barely or- even remember anything but like the biggest of big things. Exactly. And so none of them are bad. It's just, oh, yeah, I was doing that. I had that job. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that loops back into the, that compassion space. Absolutely. A little bit more. Um, uh, during this conversation, I also don't want to hype it up too much. I, you know, we want to talk about taking the common sense approach to it, understanding it has a place. Um, but I think this point sort of also counters it, that meditation does seem to improve mental health, but is not necessarily effect, more effective than other steps you can take. So this was a 2014 study um, published in JAMA, uh, uh, internal medicine examined 47 randomized control trials of mindfulness meditation programs, which included a total of 3,515 participants. They found that meditation programs resulted only in small to moderate reductions in anxiety and depression. Furthermore, there were also low, insufficient, or no evidence of meditation programs effective on positive mood effect on positive mood. Feelings and substance use, um, according to the author, meditation programs were only shown to be more beneficial, uh, sorry, not proven to be any more beneficial than active treatments such as exercise therapy or taking prescription drugs uh, on any outcomes of interest. So, interesting. Yeah, I think it's somewhat ignorant, yeah, to someone who's got severe anxiety depression or anything like that to go like here's the solution to all your problems yeah and i think we actually we really have kind of hooked onto mindfulness as meditation mm. in such a way that it suggests that we it will fix everything mm. for you um i think it's just simply part of the pie and from my experience it is more about that intrinsic coping slash yeah. soothing but it will only be effective to a certain yeah well it's interesting in this this is interesting to talk about for me i um i see my psychologist probably well, once a month mm-hmm. or so and it's i'm and i'm at a decent place right now in terms of my anxiety um but almost every time i see her she's like are you in the moment no no, I am not in the moment. Once again, not in the moment. What does she mean by that? Are you present? Are you? And I think to her, mm. and that's how she's described mindfulness to me is actually just being present and aware of what is happening and what is what is going on around you in life, as opposed to being stuck in my head and yeah. worrying about things and constantly like, well, what if that and what if that and oh my god, that happened and oh my god, that other thing happened. In and I'm not noticing anything around me, but I'm only to a point where she can say, are you in the moment now? Because I have done so much cruddy work with her where I'm like, oh, these things are horrible. Um, and they're not. But I guess I, all of that to say is it doesn't fix everything. You, no. I think it works really well in conjunction with other things. Yeah. In my personal experience, not necessarily everybody else's, but it's certainly not the catch-all no, but it, it, it's it's just another tool you can exactly. put into your tool belt. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it 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 urges it verges on the woo woo, which I I want to talk about some woo woo later. I'm very excited about that. But I like what you said about the are you in the moment, because actually further on down a little talk list here, 
of actionable things was actually put your phone down. And this was a revelation I had the other day, actually sitting by the pool. Um, and I had my phone with me and I was uh, very conscious of how much I was struggling to put that phone down and just sit in the deck chair and enjoy yep. in that almost meditative state of just sitting and enjoying looking at the water for a second. I was like, wow, this is this muscle reflex of having to have a phone in front of me is so strong. It's crazy, isn't it? So no strong. Intended. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is that was definitely a realization for me. Um, so I know what you mean by being in, in the present, I think a lot of what people can do very much exists in trying to be present. It doesn't all have yeah. to be incense burning and no. Um, and if that's, chanting. you know, I think if those are the tools that bring you into the moment, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I think some of the other science-based things around some of the other benefits of meditation probably link back to rest and its impact. It has specifically on our brain. Like we're not yep. necessarily talking about long periods of, uh, meditation here doesn't have to be, but understanding what impact sleep actually has on our brain as well. And mm-hmm. that similar state of switching off or really just turning the volume down on your brain a little bit and how your brain can, um, how, how that whole process of sleep particularly helps us to solidify not only our memories, but to almost reorganize, um, what's happened during the day. I, I like yeah. it. But do you remember defragging your disc yeah. in Windows? <laughs> How old are we? I know. We don't seem to defrag the disc anymore, but it was... It that, must do it automatically, it right? It must do it. Um, yeah, that was a... Pro, you know, your computer would... You'd have your hard drive and you'd just have all this junk everywhere. And the idea of defragging was it would go and like clear the little like, you know, the leaves off the pavement kind of thing and make it all nice and neat. And I think sleep definitely has a big part in that reorganizing our thoughts and us processing what's happened during the day and ideas. And that's, you know, very often when we get into lucid dreams and all this other stuff is our brain trying to like actually process it and understanding it. So meditation can either um, lead in a little bit to that or it can help us get into a state where we're more receptive that if you're doing it before sleep, for example, you might be in a more receptive place to have a more, have a deeper sleep and, and be able to, your brain be able to do its thing, be able to defrag a little bit easier. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And also into that creativity space. I think if you can be in a regular place where you can take time out, shift your thinking a little bit and you can reposition your brain, uh, even if it's at work, if you can take a walk or you can, if you, I I don't know if, uh, pods sleep pods is still a thing in office probably not because we're all working at home well yeah probably that's true so if you can have a little bit of time to you know switch your brain into a more parallel way of thinking there's definitely benefits to be had there yeah so you've talked a little bit about self-care from your point of view Mm. what's your experience with mindfulness meditation all that kind of fun stuff uh well look i as i mentioned i am not particularly good at it but i look i know when i remember and it's somewhat ironic right mm-hmm. you've got to remember to be present mm-hmm. you should just be present but mm-hmm. often it takes thinking to stop thinking mm. um it's nice mm. it's really relaxing it's really calming it actually, for me, I get so much more out of anything that I'm doing if I can have that moment, if I recognize that I'm getting kind of all up in my head and overthinking things or just 
not having kind of clear focused thought patterns and I'm really struggling to get something done, just having that time out, I, I, you can do that just sitting in a chair and actually having that take, take the opportunity to take some deep breaths. Even that is a simple thing and just notice what do you hear around you? What do you see around you? What are you feeling as you take that deep breath? That's enough to kind of knock you out of the real brain-centered thing. And my psychologist always talks about that as like, that's your ego being like, ooh, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Um, And just letting letting things be, Mm. no matter what they are. It's not good, it's not bad, it's not right, it's not wrong. It's just, it just is, things just exist. You're um, not casting judgment on it or yeah. classifying things. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, there's a really, to me, there's a very freeing feeling that goes along with that. Um, and I, look, I can't quote the science. I can't refer to the science right now, but I know that there are massive links to that sort of, that self-soothing, that self-calming and your actual stress hormone response as well. So yeah. you can actually drop those the the acute the immediate output of those stress hormones which have a big impact on things like weight gain and they drive other stressors they drive high blood pressure also all these stress hormones have not great impacts long term on your body so if we can do something as simple as sit and breathe uh, you said go take a walk that's a really nice way to do it don't take your phone Yep. Don't leave, leave the it. Phone leave the phone behind. That's a nice thing. I can't think of a way unless it's on flight mode and you're listening to some relaxing music. There's no need for the phone, even then it's probably still a distraction. Just right, trying to still enjoy gonna, the most moment. Most of us still just want to be like, ooh, but what's Doing on it? Ooh, but what's, what's, yep. what's enjoy insta? the moment? What's instant? What's instant? Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are really, I think those are really nice ways. Um, I, I definitely know that when I've got clients who are more anxious, more stressy, that they. I'll often actually get them working with some apps. The uh, the Headspace app is a really nice full, nice, nice full, um, a really nice one for mindfulness and meditation. And mm-hmm. just you know, if you're new to the to the kind of the concepts, it's an easy introduction into it, and you don't have to do much work really. You download the app, you hit a couple of buttons, and it's taking you on that journey, so to speak. Yeah, um, that probably leads right into. Yeah, starting out in that journey and that was absolutely one of the things using apps can be a really good place to start. It's ironic, isn't it, right? Because don't touch your phone, but this but your phone app. can be really helpful. <laughs> it can be, I know. You just gotta know how to draw line, you know, exactly. play it yeah. and put it in the corner. Um and go from there. If that's your gem to be I I've tried it. Um don't know how much I vibe with. I like the idea of guided meditations. Mm. To be honest, I haven't actually found too many. So if anyone's got any like really good, I probably need to try some of the Calm app or um, what was the other one you said? Headspace. Headspace. Yeah. Okay. I've tried a few of them. Um, and there's some good free ones out there yeah. um, as well. So I think, you know, I, I think it's real. It's a real shame how much mental health care is a, it's a cost consideration it's for be a paywall lot of people. in front of it, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you're going to actually seek professional help. Yep. And that's not to say that you're, you need help, quote unquote, but it's just, I think I'm still seeing a psychologist after 15 years of seeing a psychologist because I like having someone to talk to that is not 
involved in my day-to-day life and I can just go and be like, Bleh, here's all the things. I'm a firm believer. I don't care who you are. You should have a therapist. It's so nice. They're like, uh, it's show a super me. luxury, but it's so it nice. Is. If you can, <laughs> if you can in some way work that like honest, I can't think of one person present, you know, myself included who can't benefit from someone. Yeah. Yeah. That, as you said, who isn't involved, who can give you that objective example. Yeah. And, and uh, look, I think, if you're in the space where, yeah, I really want that, but I, I can't afford that, I would highly encourage you to actually Google, you know, free or low cost mental health support or yep. therapy or, you know, there's lots of different ways that you could talk mm. about that. But there's actually a lot of stuff online that you can access that is pretty low cost, mm-hmm. um, even if it's just super basic kind of talking points that you can self guide yourself through. That mm-hmm. is very clunky. Um, mm. But there's there are tools out there and that is that you know the internet is so full of crap that makes us feel bad about ourselves but if we know where to look we can also find the balance of that it is actually school of life i don't know if you looked at any of their oh, content oh yeah that stuff's really but good school of life check them out on youtube they have a crap ton of videos and they have a few books and other things and they're really specific things where sometimes you go oh i thought i was the only one that had this uh, thought process or thought like this and they kind of break it down from a scientific point of view and then maybe give you some tools so not saying it's a substitute for therapy but sometimes it's i found it very beneficial to look at some of their topics and go wow it's not just me and sometimes that's all you need actually oh, yeah. is to ha- have that shared understanding that you're not alone from that point of view. Is that, that's all YouTube, is that right? Yeah. Oh, look, I think they've got some books and they have uh, some ebooks maybe. I've just had a quick Google. It's the schooloflife.com. Yeah. Wisdom for resilience. There you go. Which and they cover everything. Bloody brilliant. They cover everything from relationships to um, all the kind of stuff you, you'd expect to see. Yeah. A whole bunch of different, you know, careers to dealing with people to management to relationships. Yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So that's yeah. A, great, a great resource. Yeah. So other easy ways you can also start to be mindful or practice a form, different forms of meditation. We talked about this before, going for a walk. And actually my therapist hilariously one day said, what do you do for self-care? And I said, I, I run. I, I go run. I go do endurance running. She mm. was like, hmm doesn't seem like that's a self-care thing but actually i still stand by that to a degree because i i would get behind that a thousand percent i find running very meditative for me yeah it is a space where i very much can be like a little sprite in the world and i'm just kind of observing the world around me as i go through it's actually it is very therapeutic sometimes you're a bit more focused on not dying but when you <laughs> look that's also not thinking about everything else in your life <laughs> it is but when you get into that state of flow yeah or into that runner's yeah. high and you can just be really present about what's happening around with you and that's why i'm very picky about where i like the scenery i love you know running yeah. by the river or in a forest or something yeah. where i can enjoy that and i, I actually think that more broadly that you can carry that through to most cardio. There's that the yeah. r- any sort of doesn't rhythmic, have to be running. Can yeah, be any sort of rhythmic can be riding, riding bikes, yeah. riding bikes, swimming. I actually yes. really love a Ugh. swim because you're so. I can't get behind you. I hate staring at the bottom of a pool, but I, I it does force you into a certain place. To me, it's just the lack of anything else around you. It really does. It's very. Yeah. Minimal right. distractions. It is. So I can understand how that would be almost ideal to have some sort of. And it's all about you know finding what. Finding what clicks for you with yeah. it too. 
Yeah. How, yeah. how is your swimming going? How's your triathlon training going? I have not done, but I've been so focused on this kettlebell testing that it turns out is the weekend before the triathlon. So I'm much more concerned about that because it's costing me a lot of money and I am very bad at it right now. <laughs> I'll make the 10K run. That'll be fine. It's a future Aaron problem. Yeah, that's correct. It well, is. it's the current Aaron problem tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had, um, yeah, go for a walk. People watching is the other one that I like doing. Yeah, that can be as I simple like as if you take a pure approach to window shopping. So like I like going into the city time. Sometimes I have zero intention of going into a shop or buying anything. Simply being around other people. Maybe it's grabbing a coffee and sitting at a place where you can just watch people. Not in a creepy way. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Not in a creepy way. But again, just it's almost this shared sense of, Wow, acknowledging as other people, they've got their own things going on. You've yeah. got your own things going on. Just you're a piece of the puzzle. It's observing. And it can, yeah. And you can have a bit of time to reflect and just notice like, you know, you know, grandma over there looking after the grandkids or, you know, this person looks like they're in a real hurry. Oh, maybe that might bring you back to being like, oh, maybe, you know, do I look like that when I'm really hurried and stressed? Or I actually have had this sometimes when people in public have maybe maybe they're arguing even yeah and i go holy crap that sounds like me i don't want to be that person yeah. so even that can be like a point of reflection yeah when you absolutely kind of externally look out so yeah not, not creepy people looking but sometimes just taking up some space that can be a little bit therapeutic more traditional ways i'd say um if you're looking for a more traditional lay down close your eyes kind of approach mm. i think a good place to start for some people might actually be going to a yoga class yes yeah so the key component of yoga will be usually have shavasana which is uh corpse pose at the end such yep. a great english translation <laughs> it is so lying on your back with your backseat hands on the floor palms up is traditional shavasana pose by no means is that the the only way you can do it but it does put you in a space where you're in a room full of people who are all actively lying and existing for a couple of minutes um it can be a, a good way to kind of get really get you into that particular space i think you'll find that most general fitness big box gyms will be a little bit more approachable if you go into more boutiques i'm not saying this is a hard rule but you know you might get more uh singing bowl circles and chanting which just depends on what you're after um absolutely if, yeah if that's your vibe absolutely you know go seek it out but if you're just kind of curious dipping your toe a yoga class could be a place to start or there's plenty of boutiques now that are offering sound baths that are offering meditation classes mm. um the good thing about that is that nobody knows what's going in your brain if you sit there for the whole 45 minutes and going <laughs> what am i doing yeah or a homer simpson <laughs> or something. That's, it's fine and i think it's important to remember that there really should be no expectations during that period and, and when you're starting out just go with it um if you sit there and go yeah, give it a couple of goes if you if you tr can't find traction with the typical lie there meditation a you might just need a bit of time to adjust or b and it is an adjustment it is and i so I do teach yoga style classes and very often I'll have, actually I had a conversation only last week with someone who I know very well. She comes and does all of my cardio classes and she says, I'm going to go before meditation because I just can't sit with myself. And I'm like, 
you probably need it the most. Yeah, that is generally a sign of it. And it's just being okay with being crap at it, basically. Yeah, so exactly, exactly that. Going into it being like, it's just like anything else. Yeah. Just because it's just lying there. It's no different to starting lifting weights where you go, oh, this is hard. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. And as you said, you know, nobody knows what's going on in your head. So if you do find yourself all of a sudden thinking about, well, what am I making for dinner? All you have to do is reset. Be present. Be present. You're exactly right. So I think that's a really, really kind of easy way to do it. What I do want to um, talk about. Oh, oh Mr. the heart. Oh. oh, let's go again. There we go. Oh, I wanted even to. Better. I wanted to get into the woo-woo side of it. I okay. Little, I wanted to dip my toe because I actually want to touch on a couple of things which um, I've definitely sort of lent into, particularly in the last year. So the first one, this wasn't last in the last twelve months. Last few years was float tanks. Oh my god, I love. Have you you've done a float tank? I am. I so I actually went. When did I do my first float tank? It was pre-Christmas, so only a couple of months ago. And I went with a friend of mine who also had never done one. And both of us are sitting in this like super zen-y waiting room to Mm. be escorted back to our our city cave rooms. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she's like, are we joining a cult? And I was like, "Uh, I think we might be joining a cult. And after when we got out, we were both like, take my money. I will join your cult, please. We're in the cult. Amazing. (laughs) And it is, I think if you struggle with that, time to sorry if you struggle with just being present with yourself it is probably a big ask to do that for an hour yes but also you don't have to just sit there and be absolutely zenned yep. and i think that was a big thing for me with the first time i did that float tank and i was like gotta not think gotta not think gotta not think mm-hmm. gotta, and then i was like what am i doing and then i was like you know what who cares this is actually just my hour if i want to splash around and play in the float tank Cool. I can do that. Just don't get the water in your don't eyes. Don't get the water in your eyes. I'm, I've only done one float tank. Um, I think mine was a slightly more hippie-ish place. Was it? Um, and I, I had to go go in and then you do this like kind of car wash scenario of like <laughs> this lotion and this thing and this thing in the shower beforehand. Oh, wow. Because you kind of... Like, they just tell you to rinse off at City Cave. Oh, uh, yeah, no. There was like a three-step, like, okay. you know, high-pressure wash, <laughs> buff and cut and polish, and then the final sheen and gloss. And then I went in this room, which I think had like a red light on a timer, uh, like a motion detector. Oh, so it was very dim. Um, I had a moment, so staring at, was yours an open or a closed thingy? Pod? It's open, thank God. Oh, so mine was a closed one. Oh, yeah, no. You had total control over closing it, but... The room was so dark, I was, like, standing over it, and I'm like, I can't see the bottom, even though it's, like, I don't know, oh. how it, like, 30 centimeters deep. <laughs> the room is so dark, and then I'm like, what if there's a snake in there? And I'm about, I know. Wow. <laughs> so You from, are Australian. <laughs> from the get-go, I can't pee in the night without looking for frogs and snakes in okay. the toilet. Um, so from the get-go, I wasn't particularly relaxed. Get in. I'm like, no, self-soothing. I'm like, you being an idiot, David. There's nothing in here. It's fine. Good work, self-talk. Quick little route around the water. No, there's nothing in there. Um, immediately proceeded to put hand in incredibly salty water, then rub face. Oh, no. So I had it, to immediately get back out to clean hand and yeah. face. If you've never some- done a float tank, the magnesium salts that they put to make you float in the water 
it stings the crap out of your eyes. It is not a pleasant experience. Do not do a float cut. Yeah, if you have any sort of cuts or anything that are recent on your body, because it's a little. They give, you, they give you Vaseline now at City Cave too, so you can just do a little smear Man, over that. Mine was some backcountry bumpkin float tank. Don't know what was happening with mine. I need to go to City Cave apparently. City Cave is a look. Have I joined the cult? Yes, clearly I have. <laughs> now we just need to get them to sponsor us. I know, right? I was going to say, I'm getting no money for this. <laughs> um, uh, I enjoyed it. I got a really sore neck. Oh, did you? Did oh, you? So, well, I City Cave a, also gives you the little oh, pillow. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Jesus. I was left to just rough it with my spine. And the snakes. And the snakes. And that was it. So, having said that, like, I, my... Uh, uh, even when I sit, like lie flat, my just my body is weird, so my neck kind of naturally arches a fair back. So I I fell asleep. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was an hour. Yeah, they have play a little bit of music inside your pod, and then it kind of fades out. Yeah, and then I kind of just woke up when they like fade it back in. It was, and then I walked around like Mr. Burns after the. I bring you love. Oh, it's so good around South Bank in Brisbane. I w- the ultimate like. Um, it's the best feeling. It, I felt like an alien yep. that had just landed and was observing humanity and no one could see me. Yeah. Like it was the most outer body experience Zen weirdness ever. And you literally just have to lay there. And ah. I, I will tell you that first hour, the first time I did it, I did, I did splash around in the float tank and, did you? and play quite a lot. Cause I was like, my brain is like, do, 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 not turn it off. Monkey with symbols. Basically. The yeah. There was no, there was no Zenning. <laughs> Um, and I still felt amazing. So you don't have to be totally meditative for no. that hell lot. I mean, if you do five minutes, great. If you do zero minutes, great. You're still going to get so much benefit from, yeah. I think actually just having that time. It's a nice, it's at City Cave, it's a nice environment. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Have you been since? I've only done one. Yeah, I've done... I've only done one more, okay. um, and that is on my agenda for this weekend too. Because oh, I'm, cool. I'm dying, and I there we go. And I the, am the I'm cult s- mandates so that you hooked. go again. <laughs> I should go again. I worried that if I did an open tank, that it wouldn't be like the authentic experience. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, okay. yeah, we can we can do a whole show on. Oh, there you go. Float tanks, yeah. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Um, uh, yeah. Um, another uh, uh, talking way back at the beginning of the show about that being a to- a tool for mindfulness and self soothing. Here we we go on really left of field. Here. Do it. Tarot. I've never done it. You've never done tarot. Never done tarot. This is only something I've started to dabble in. I haven't really told anyone in the last little while. And I think once you actually pull it back, it it is very much about what intention you put into it. For me, I'm not remotely manifesting or predicting the future. But when you actually understand the history behind it, it is, A, it is heavily ingrained in Catholicism. Surprise, surprise, as everything seems to be. Um, that, you know, is supposedly occult, has, has some sort of heavy yeah, religious right? origins. <laughs> but it almost, for me, falls in the same category as um, uh, horoscopes a little bit. There is that enough- is how I feel about it. I think, and it does. And I think, and literally, so I've watched quite a lot of content about it. And what people tend to say is that for most people, it's a mirror. And what that means is the cards, and depending on how you do it and the questions you ask, are general enough that 
the answer you get back is heavily directed by what you're thinking. Yeah, right. So, and that's, that's an interesting take on meditation too, or mindfulness. It I think, right? Is. I would never, until I saw that on the list, I would never ever have put that in a mindfulness sort of category. But it's a self awareness tool. It, it it really is. So I think if you take it, uh, if you you know disconnect it from the concept of. Um, Mystic Meg in a tent somewhere with a crystal ball, which I think really is in the death card and all oh, this kind absolutely. of stuff. When absolutely. you actually pull it back, things like the death card, for example, actually talk about um, fresh starts or a change. It's not like literally I'm predicting you're going to die. Yeah. It actually talks about it, 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 it's typically, and it all depends on how you actually want to interpret the cards, which is exactly like a horoscope. So, it might simply be, and if you're asking a question about a job or something like that, it might be like, yep, a new start might be good. And if you pull the card like a death card and you're saying, should I quit this job? For me, I go, it's not necessarily telling me I need to, but it's then a point where I can go, if I did start a new job, how do I feel about that? Yeah. Or So it, it becomes a mirror back to where you are emotionally That's and how really you're thinking. And yeah. it, I, it honestly feels to me a little bit like a therapy session. when you, It's presenting you with another point of view. And if you actually sit back and you go, how do I feel about that point of view? Because it's just a random bunch of cards. Yeah. Then it can actually be really beneficial. Yeah. I, I found it beneficial. That's in, interesting. To simply reflect and to, yeah think outside of my own brain and think from different points of view. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think it's a, uh, an interesting thing to dabble I in. I think that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that leads me on in the final one. Here you go. I'm going really hard left into crystals. Not into it. No, no. Yeah. Look, I don't believe that crystals have any powers or anything like that. That's what I'm not into. Yeah. Are they pretty? Yes. Do yeah. I like nature things around me? Absolutely. Yeah. Why I have been using them, and I do this typically when I'm with yoga, is I do, I've got a couple there which I've kind of picked for what they're typically associated with. Yeah, look, if someone says this is going to cure this, I go, yeah, that's a load of BS. Yes. But things like, okay, rose quartz for love, and we've got, um, um, I can't even remember the one I usually wear. One of them is, um, it's going to come to me in a minute, is all about compassion. Yeah. So actually I have one and I'm like, okay, this is, I will very often wear that one so that I, um, if I find myself in a situation where I want to be short with people or something, I'm like, no, we're, we're going with compassion today <laughs> or we're going this. So I find them again, simply a, a it's almost like a grounding tool yeah, where you go yeah. back to, um, if I'm holding or I'm take dragging this thing around with me, whether I'm wearing it or in it's in a bag or something like that. If you find that your thoughts are not doing you justice, you can go, oh, sorry, I've got this thing. It's it's just like a touchstone, yeah. literally a touchstone where you're like, be compassionate, be and compassionate, don't be a dick, don't be a dick. That's awesome. Same with like, yeah, like lead with love. So that's really how I use it as a, it's a physical manifestation of something to do, yep. of, of, of something you're aspiring for, or um, you've got someone's which are like, you know, protection against bad energy. Sometimes I will drag that around with me. If I'm feeling really vulnerable from I've had enough of people and maybe they're kind of not, I'm not again talking about a specific person, but if dealing with people in general is just, I'm, I'm I've done with it for the week and I've had enough. Sometimes I'll kind of maybe have that nearby so that I, visualize and I'll catch a glimpse of it and go, don't take on other people's stuff. Just yeah. like, you know, they're just human as well. Don't try and get too invested in that. They're just trying to get on with their life. So that's really, yeah, 
how I use I think, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think when you look at it from that perspective, anything can be that tool, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have matter. to be a crystal. Sometimes I had a post-it on my bedside table for I don't know how long, which is don't be a dick. <laughs> you could drag a post around with you. Yeah, absolutely. You could have a favorite flower. You could have anything you want. Yeah. And, and I guess the other thing that comes to mind with that sort of thing, no matter how woo it seems, if it is a tool that helps you be more present, more self-compassionate, mm-hmm. more compassionate to others, more aware of what's happening around you so mm. that you can be that compassionate. Who cares? Who cares what it is? Who cares if you want to wear a bag of flour on your head? Like if that's your thing, that seems interesting as a life choice, but cool. That's it. And sometimes um, those sorts of props can also play part of our meditation. If it creates yeah. a, um, uh, if it creates a ritual yeah. of, okay, I have scheduled some time or this is the room that I do the thing in. I go and sit for a bit or I go outside and I stare at this bush or something. It helps to create that routine in our brain that says this is the scenario in which I do the thing, um, which I think can also be useful. They're just props. They they have whatever power you give unto them. Exactly, Um, exactly. I think that's the important thing to remember. Just, yeah, don't let anyone tell you it's going to substitute for professional medical care. (laughs) Also, yes. (laughs) That's a good thing. Uh, All right, let's, um, let's wrap this one up. Lots of fun things there to talk about. Uh, My kind of takeaways for today are have some regular time to schedule whatever practice it is. Find a practice that works for you, whether it's walking, people watching, lying down, going to have a float tank errand. At City Cave. At City Cave. (laughs) Go and make that. It doesn't, you know, try and make it as regular as you can. doesn't need to be high frequency. No. But, but, sorry, consistent as you can, not as regular as you can. As consistent as you can. Yeah. Whether it's once a week, once a day, once every other day. Once a month even. Once a month, whatever it is where you can really be almost selfish in that time and go, no, nah, I'm prioritizing this. This is important. It's important. If you can't take care of yourself first, it's hard to take care of other people. Experiment with different aspects of, of things. Try different things. If you've never tried the lie down and um, guided meditation, give it a go. Um, or you know, go try the singing bowl class. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. You might you might find it's really your jam. It is. There you go. Lots of things to take about. Just um, yeah. City Cave, if you want to reach out. No. <laughs> we are big fans. I am anyway. Dave is, he will be. There's <laughs> one up the road now, so I should go and get one. Correct. I should go and try one. All right, if you want to stay healthy the common sense way, like, follow, and subscribe to the show wherever you find your podcast. Until next time, my name's Dave. I'm Erin. And this is Common Sense Fitness. Bye. Bye. Bye.